Champagne Poppy, aka, AKA Poppy Two Times, aka Jose Olivares. <laughs> What's up, everybody? <laughs> we got a real special show tonight. We're gonna get our AKAs down for y'all very soon. <laughs> very soon. Uh, it's lit. We got a very special show tonight. John made some really delicious hummus. I promise you can't taste it, but it's popping. It is. And to my left, we have the one, the only, make some noise for Jason Smith. Yes, yes, yes. Say what's up to the people, Jason. What up, what up, what up? How y'all doing? <laughs> very good. So we're going to get into an interview with Jason very briefly, but before we do that, we're going to play a round of What's, what's on, on Your Mind? mind. Woo! Oh, me? Am I, am yeah, I, Aziza, what's on I'm your beginning. mind? I'm beginning. What's on my mind? Um, okay, well, what's on my mind is, I feel like mine is always going to be very um, of the day, you know? Uh, so I'm on my way over here, about to pick up some red stripe for my young young fam yes. and I'm at the corner store and um, I find all these red stripe but they're without box they're without the carryable six pack mm -hmm. and they look so lonely in there you know like naked like yeah. just void of their covering and That's I was right. upset so I asked the dude at the counter like hey can I get one of these little box things instead of just doing what I should have done which is just like move the shits myself and she's like he's like no go to the back Go to the back. I'm like, the back? Where? How far? I don't understand the back. So I walk further away from him, and then I find the little boxes, and they were all stuffed behind the fridge. And I realized, like, wow, you really stuffed behind the fridge a bunch of six-pack sleeves. And then I had to, you know, so it's interesting. I, I never thought of bottles before as looking lonely, mm. uh, but lonely they did look. That is what is on my mind today. I appreciate the utility as well of the... Stored boxes, mm -hmm. stored empty boxes. But it was a as, hot mess, though. As someone who has many plastic bags mm. in the closet yeah. that just keep accruing bags, yeah, we just can't use them as much as we want to reuse them. That's the cases are really messed up. <laughs> you know? So I bet it gave yeah. the guy a lot of pleasure to be like, oh. To see I have a box for you. Yo, that's interesting, because he did look very excited. He was like, no, to the back, to the back. And, I, and at first I was like, the back. And he's like, but he wouldn't give up. He was like, to the back, to the back. Go to the back. He wanted really wanted me to find But not that much, because he didn't leave from behind where he was sitting. So I could have given up. I mean, I could have just bought some Coronas, called it a day. True. Didn't. True. It's not the style. That's why he had to, to yell up. it. Yeah. To the back, to the back. A lot of people I've been <laughs> encountering back, lately the repeat themselves when they speak to me. <laughs> Can I draw you? Can I draw you? To the back, to the back. Can I draw you? <laughs> uh, it's a, a long story. story. Okay. Episode yeah, one, Jason. Episode yeah. <laughs> but I, and at the end of the day, I came out with a portrait of myself. And anyway. a random man's number. Yeah. Oh, okay. Not bad. That's fine. Uh, interesting. Call it interesting. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's fair. Anyway. You, know, you lived. I lived. I lived to see another day. You are here. Buy another red stripe. He gave you his number. No, not the, not the, <laughs> number, the convenience store. Right. The dude on the train. The dude on the train did, yeah. You ever think about calling? Absolutely not. <laughs> that would be an episode of the podcast where we call him up. We're like, what's up, man? That Jew Aziza, you're on our podcast. We just want to talk guest to you. Today. <laughs> I mean, he probably Why? say something like, "Oh shoot, what were you podcast." About? Tell us about how you're feeling. How was your day? You I'll take I mean? you to a lot of art podcasts. <laughs> I mean, that's fine. I was just offered to take me to TikTok. But he also say. asked to hold yeah. two dollars. <laughs> oh, that's a lot. That's a lot. Yo, I thought it was just a business transaction. Right. Why am I getting your digits? Bro. But you know, Some champagne like problems. Champagne problems. You know what I'm saying? They do, but it's odd. To me, when it's I don't know. It's like you're you're not only just mixing business with pleasure, I'm just now meeting you. You're mixing business with pleasure with introduction. Yeah. It's a bit front loading. I will I will call it. But if you meet someone in public, you have to do a lot quickly. You do. You're like, That's we're true. not gonna get a second date. 
So I need to ask you for money. I need <laughs> to, <laughs> to offer to take you to a bunch of art shows. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I need to show you the best and worst you. of me. Yeah. Right. The one shot. This Here is all I is. have. You, know, you might say a lot. Some people would say ambitious. You know mm. what I'm saying? Mm. You <laughs> and know, I respect maybe, ambitious. Maybe I'm, being, maybe I'm being too deprecating. Maybe I'm looking at it the wrong way. Maybe you maybe weren't we being extra. Them. Maybe you weren't doing the most. Maybe this wasn't excessive. Maybe it was simply ambitious. I think Aziza thinks saying. it's excessive. I think I do. Was that leading? Yeah. I think it was a bit leading. I a little bit. I, I sensed a little bit of uh, discontent. But you know what I've noticed, though? In vernacular, there are so many words for, for you know, showing too much of yourself. Like, mm-hmm. you extra, you doing the most. Showing your ass. Showing your ass, talking out showing your neck. Your mm-hmm. We're very Talking out the side of your neck, this. also. Talking out the side of your face. Right. My goodness, why yeah. do we talk out the... And, and I think why do we talk out the side of things? I don't know. You simply I can't I like that do phrase, it. though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, it, I can... I, I'm not saying this to co-sign anyone who's, like, trying to pick somebody up on a train, but I can sympathize with being... You know, really drawn to somebody and saying, "This moment is gonna, this moment yeah. is gonna end. Like, there's no way." And we, in some other context, could have a life, yeah. But we will never. And so, the least I can do is draw you. I, think that <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want to get off the train, wondering whether or not I drew you. And, and again, you know, social cues are very real. You can't draw someone who doesn't want to be drawn. Yeah, I get that. I totally get that. Yeah. But I mean, Jason knows. He's I'm I am the nigga with the drawing pad. Like, can yeah. I draw type of shit? You know, <laughs> like outside of a Kabe workshop, I saw this man walking outside. So I'm critical because I happened. am this person. You what know did what you mean? do? You so pick me, somebody up? Yes, mm-hmm. I'm very good at this. <laughs> yeah. uh, if yeah, I do say you... so myself, he's witnessed. This. Aziz is John number one, two, and three. I've learned everything. I, I, I swear to goodness. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. But, so tell the story. What all right, happened? so me, Nabi, and Jason are sitting outside after a Kave Kanem workshop. Shout with out to Erica Nabi. Hunt. Whoop, whoop. Shout out to the Bill of Lovelace. What to do? Um, and we're chilling afterward because our minds were just blown. We've researched like archival poetics and the black vernacular type stuff, feeling real smart. Um, and this, we're right on like the Hudson and this beautiful black man walks outside, peanut butter skin, Tim's like, butter, butter, lit, lit, That's the most New York description I've ever heard. I'm saying, it's just about to be winter. My man was really wearing the Tim's. Yes. He was wearing a butter. Not a scuff inside. Not Not a scuff. Creamy, right? So I'm, I'm chilling with them and I'm like, excuse me. And I leave, and I walk up to this dude, and I'm like, hey. He's like, hello. I'm like, I'm sorry. I know you're probably busy and have things to do and are going places, but you're beautiful. And I just had to tell you that. I couldn't let the night continue without telling you that. And then he was like, well, my name is Daniel, and here's my number, and I'd love to see you next Saturday. So I got a date out of it. It was pretty sweet. What? I watched it happen. It was brilliant. And why can... I mean... There is a different thing that happens when a dude does that. There's no doubt about it. But I don't yeah, know that it's scary. Dudes are scary, you know? I mean, they, there's a whole context of dudedom that does that. <laughs> <laughs> but I think there are also a lot of dudes who are like, I would never approach yeah. someone and ask them for my number for fear of like the ounce of a thought that they would think. Mm-hmm. That I was disrespecting them in some way, right. and and you can convince yourself that to talk to someone in public or to put yourself out in a vulnerable way is like in itself misogynistic, mm-hmm. or is in itself mm-hmm. like a violation. Whereas, sure. if you are both vulnerable and participating in an exchange of context clues, <laughs> right? You know that's probably more healthy. I think because so. you know, like that's an urge. You saw, like, mm-hmm. how beautiful is that? You yeah. saw this person. On its own. You know that Michael Sorelli poem, The uh, the Embrace? Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's like everybody is on Shout a train. Shout out Michael Sorelli. Everybody's on a train. It's packed. Everybody's guarding their space appropriately. And by yes. the end, they're all hugging. They, they're holding each other. Like an old woman takes off a dude's glasses and is mm. touching his nose, lips, ears. It's really <laughs> intimate, yeah. sloppy even. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mess of love. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you read it and you're like, right? man, this is so possible and yeah. so impossible because you can view it as a reader and say, 
I would die for this moment. And mm. as a participant in real life, if anybody even touches my leg on the train, I am going to switch seats. I'm going to freak out. Yeah, I'm like, I'm out. If I see somebody touch another person's leg, I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, like... Yeah. And I mean, he's able to say nothing is sexual, no one is startled, mm-hmm. and that's not something that you can say on a train. That's you true. can't get up and be like, hey, everybody, <laughs> anybody on a train who leads with this is sexual. Real quick announcement <laughs> this is not sexual. <laughs> PSA. PSA, real quick. We're about to get but rid of Cozy. We're really, really cozy, but nothing is sexual. I feel like this is nothing, not sexual. It's like the new, I'm not trying to raise money for a new basketball team. Like, that, feels, that feels like such an announcement. It feels it like, is. right? You, you know, gotta prove it. You can't right? say yeah. it. You gotta prove it. You gotta, you you gotta it. be it, gotta and then, it. then you gotta trust that you're being it. And I think then, like, the difference between, I think, the difference between the way I approached this man and the way this other young man on the train approached me is that, like, I said my little piece. And then I shut the fuck up. I was just quiet. Yeah. I was like, hey, there it is. I wonder, you know, and, hey, yo, and he could have said, mm. you know what I mean? <laughs> Here goes game spitting 101 from Aziza Barnes. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. <laughs> and what's yeah. number one? Listen. Listen. <laughs> Listen, you want to take out your notepad right now. Aziza, go ahead and tell the people scribbling. what they need. Rule number one. Rule number one. Shut the fuck up. Woo! Listen. Woo! Mm-hmm. No, and I mean that with love. You know with what I'm love. saying? I mean this with all due respect. <laughs> but like also, with all due authority, y'all, shut yes. the fuck up. Yeah, because like, it's all right. At some point, you have to stop talking. If it goes well. Shut the fuck up. You might be multitasking right now. Shut the fuck up. Also, anything good that you've done is not something that people want to know within the first five minutes of meeting you. Hmm. Period. Point blank. You're like, oh, yeah, really I, I want a Pulitzer. You can't say <laughs> I want a Pulitzer that's how it's, five minutes that's how in. I introduce yeah. myself. You can't. Right. Somebody you know will I mean? be like, well, you're an asshole. And you, write Pulitzer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's not, that's not a power dynamic that is appropriate. Not even not appropriate. It just isn't conducive to connection. It feels mm. mean somehow or insecure. Like, mm. I got to let you know I won this prize. Mm-hmm. You know, and which, like... In South Africa, this dude ran wonderful game. Never told me he had this incredible TED talk in small business. Never told me that him and his brothers are like changing the face of South Africa for black people through, you know, and fine. That's how you fucking Shout out, shout out to I see a different you. Mm-hmm. Y'all know who yeah. you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My Every lord. Every single one. You know, but I, I curiosity after meeting him and having like a really wonderful time. I was like, I wonder what this dude does in the world, if anything. You know, you could sell cookies on the side of the road and you still would have been a wonderful person. Right, but right. you're building this beautiful thing. I get to find that out later. It's, you seem secure with yourself, mm. which is nice. It helps to be fine, also. It does. It does. Rule number two. <laughs> <laughs> it helps to be fine. It you know what I mean? It's yeah. not everything. Jason Smith, it's fine. not everything. And this is going to sound so corny. <laughs> but it is a state Ooh. of mind. I've seen people who are not in oh. any way like necessarily, oh man, you saw them in a photograph and you'd say, oh shit, that person mm-hmm. is fine. You know, like, but you see them in person and they carry themselves in a way that is so confident that it, it that it's beautiful. It's not just beautiful, it's like sexual. Yes. It's, yeah. Enticing. PSA, so, this is so. I, so like more than, <laughs> yeah, more than get a more than get a gym membership. You gotta like oh, find a way <laughs> to know that you're fine, or to like mm. to believe it about yourself. Yo, everybody, retweet. You gotta know. I feel like this is that moment really on like Full fun. House or right. Family Matters where like the music comes on and he's like talking uh, to the kid. Yeah, <laughs> Let it be known. I mean, I feel like that's a pretty good start. We got two rules Mm. for spinning game courtesy of (laughs) Aziza and Jason. And John added in, you know, a little self love mantra. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Wherever you are, I want you to know you are fine. (laughs) 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 You should carry yourself that way. And uh, John, what's going on with you, man? Yeah, what's on on your mind? Yo, I'll say quick, because I really really want to know what's up with Jason. Yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) I feel like we already know what's up with Jason. I've been in my house. Y'all. Jason already it's told real. you to be fine. Right. <laughs> um, uh, I had a crazy conversation with my mom recently, mm. where she was talking about chronological time, 
uh, and was saying that the older you get, uh, the uh, shorter like a year is. Like a year is, it doesn't just feel different if you're 40 versus 20, it actually is different. That oh, we shit. experience time in proportion to the length of time that we've already lived. Which of course, if you're four, you're not saying, oh my God, I've only been here for a little bit, right? Which is why it always feels like shit when older people are like, oh, you're a baby. You're like, to me, I've always been here. Mm. You know, right. all I know is here. Wow. Uh, John, you gotta stop. And <laughs> third time, I'm just like, Jesus. But I've been thinking a lot about that. And, uh, you know, I think she's right. Because I was like, mom, I think you mean it feels <laughs> longer. But she said, no, it is. But then I think about different things that we put our energy into. Mm. Like, there are, there's a whole you know, like six year span where I can say, oh my God, I put so much energy into art and writing and time moves so fast that I can look back on this six years and I don't even recognize the poems I was writing wow. in 2008. I don't even, you know, like there's yeah. been so much growth. But then I would step into, this is probably like a couple years ago, into like, you know, romance for instance. And I was like, damn dude, how have I grown so much as a poet? And I'm still a junior in high school mm. <laughs> as I'm inter as I'm trying to holler at someone. Yeah. Which is maybe why I'm so passionate about <laughs> that conversation. It's John because I'm thinking about it a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. John needs so to a couple years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I've been thinking about not I think the more accurate version of what my mom was already onto is the way in which that we have many different times going at once mm. and that healthy living feels like a way to try to get all your times up to speed. Sure. Like if you're only living creatively up to, if you're only your art and your other shit is like, you know, 10 years old, mm. then there, it's a worthy thing to not expect it to be as up to date as your art or as grown as your art. Uh, but it's also worthy to, you know, let it be 10 and then let it be 11 and then let it be 12. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's what's on That's my mind. Exactly. Beautiful, yo. Dope, dope, dope. Jose. What about you? What what's on your mind, dude? Happy two times. <laughs> yeah, two, happy two times. You know what I mean? Two times. <laughs> Gotta say everything two times, two times. Two times, two times. <laughs> everything, everything. Uh, yeah. What's on my mind? All right, so I'm coming here directly after tutor tutoring and I went to tutoring directly after working, uh, you know, a full day's work. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I'm here and I'm like very excited and, and energized to be here. And I'm also feeling guilty as hell. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I haven't written a poem mm -hmm. all year. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Granted, it's January. But I still feel guilty. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel tired and I feel stressed and I feel like I'm not doing enough uh, for my artistic self and I think about the ways that I'm spending time and I'm uh, earning a fair bit of money you hey. know what I'm saying yeah <laughs> real quick this is a I, I think I'm rich y'all like I'm not, <laughs> I'm not positive but I think I'm rich yo like, <laughs> hey yo let's tell you something uh the, you know, like the other day, I was looking at my bank account and I was like, damn, that's a good number. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's not the best number. I didn't win the Powerball, but that's a good number right there. That's good. Number you had I, I was like, off. I could pay my rent two times. Oh, <laughs> right hey. now. I could pay two times, two times? Two times, two right. times. You hey. know what I mean? Shout out Poppy, two times. Right. Uh, uh -huh. And that's so, where the name came from. And so I'm doing, right. I'm doing well. Mm. You said what? You only got to pay my rent once. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> PSA, that was not sexual. Word. <laughs> also, <laughs> or, you are not paying his rent. Right. Also, Jose is not paying my rent. My rent's already paid. It's fine. Yeah, it's, it's, we're, we're everyone's, fine. everyone's fine. Everyone's, everyone's good. Fine. Mm -hmm. uh, but listener, if you want to pay my rent, you know what I mean? Don't pay this man's rent. Jose <laughs> just said he's rich as fuck. I'm, look, I'm rich, hey, but mine. I could find a way to spend my money otherwise. You know what I'm saying? For example, I just bought a lot of video games last night. All right, we're all asleep. Any, all right, right, fine, fine, whatever. <laughs> anyway, so what I'm thinking about is like, in a lot of ways, I'm doing really well. Things are very good, and still, uh, I, I feel not empty. You know what I mean? But I, I feel like I'm missing something that's very important to me. Mm -hmm. In part, that's why this podcast is really 
uh, energizing to me. Um, but the other part is just that I worry that I'm not going to be able to make up some of this time. And I'm kind of mm. feeling like maybe the lesson to learn is that time is more valuable than money. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Truly. Uh, and maybe it's worth it to be living check to check again if I have more time to write and hang out with friends and go to readings and read and play video games mm-hmm. uh, and be a little more broke. So that's that's what that's what's on my mind right Did now. Did you say and be a little more broke? Be a little more broke. Listen, <laughs> Even though you're rich right now, Jose. Like, I'm rich right now. You know what I mean? Perspective. But tomorrow <laughs> might be a different day. That's yeah, fair. Yo. So that's what I'm thinking about. That's very real, man. That's very, very real. I mean... From where I sit, you know what I'm saying? I just appreciate the reflection in the balance, you know? Mm. So many times people don't realize when they're broke, like, how much they're writing. Mm. Or when they're eating, how little they're writing, or mm. vice versa. Like, they don't think about what they need to be productive in certain ways. So, you you know, as my aunt would say, you're in the maze, you know? Mm. You're in the maze, you're figuring it out. That's beautiful. Word, I appreciate that. I appreciate you. Hey. Hey. What? Also not sexual. <laughs> no, no. Just, just love. Yeah, just, just love. <laughs> All right. Well, Jason, what's what's on your mind, man? Hello. What's on my mind? Um, I guess. Hmm. Well, now I'm thinking about this whole time and money thing. Um, mm-hmm. because I am a freelancer now. Um, and that's really new. Uh, and it's probably a couple months old. Um, you know, and that's like the only way that I'm making money right now. You know, I don't have like a full time gig. I don't have like, you know, um, I don't really have to do anything but like show up to places, right? And just like do work and then get these checks. Um, so that's really interesting. So I'm like adjusting to that. I'm adjusting to like not having like a source of income that like comes in like you know, um, on the ready. Um, and like not having paid vacation days anymore and just like, you know, little things like that. Um, and I'm realizing that there was a lot of stuff that I thought I needed, right? Um, that I don't because I have that time, right? Um, so, you know, it, but it's, uh, it's a panic, you know, it's, it's, you know, I didn't realize like how much, um, being at risk, right, of not having something, right, puts you in such like, puts you in a mode, you know, it puts you, it puts you in this fear, like, you know, um, I don't know. Capitalism's fucked up, y'all. <laughs> it's real talk. Um, it's, it's crazy how, how terrifying the idea up. of not having things became. Um, when mm. I was just at risk of, like, altering my lifestyle a little bit, right? Like, not, not anything drastic. You know, my rent still got paid every month, right? Um, but, you know, um, I just had to change some things around. And it was just, it was, it was unsettling, like, how resistant I was, even, like, unconsciously. So, um... Yeah, I had to, like, let a lot of things go, uh, like, moving into this year. Uh, and I'm grateful for it, you know? Because, like, I feel like I'm starting to strike a balance now, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but, yeah, I've just been, like, really caught up in that transition. Um, so that's on my mind since we're talking about time and money and things. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm really just being intentional about my time, you know? Um, and being, like, really... Yeah, just being intentional about my time and, like, where I put it and who I put it into, right? Um, and also with my energy, you know? Um, I guess I'm just realizing that it's finite as I'm getting older. Yeah. Um, you know, kind of like the same way that you said. Um, Do you I'm, feel like you're writing more in that space? Or with that uh, amount? Of, I ask because I, I remember... Uh, man, this was years ago. I was mm. talking with Jacob Rackavan. Oh, no way. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Shout which, out to I, mean, I don't even know if he would remember this conversation, but I remember it. <laughs> where he had just gotten, uh, you know, he had just gotten a full-time job. Mm-hmm. And I asked him about his, I was like, oh, damn, now you won't have time to write. And he was like, actually, I didn't have any time to write when I had more time. Because mm-hmm. when you have more time, you're like, oh, well, I got some shit to get done. But actually, I'm going to, you know, watch this video. And then I'm going to masturbate. Yep. These are his words. <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm not. <laughs> Whatever. It's very real. You know, it's like a very real. You just have to live your adult life. life. You yeah. live your adult life. Uh and that the less structure was harder. He was like, when I know that I have these two hours, like, mm-hmm. this is when it has to get done or it doesn't get done, it was it was easier. And I can kind of relate to that. Right. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think I had to, you know, um, 
I had to build a structure. I think that, mm. you know, after the first, like, month or so, I realized, like, if I don't build, like, some kind of system, right, in which I'm, like, showing up somewhere, then I'm gonna go nuts. Um, so... Yeah, it, that that took a second for me to figure out. I didn't I didn't realize that that was why I was so kind of just unmoored, I guess, after I left my job. Um, but it was just because I would wake up every morning and I'd be like, okay, what do I do, right? And like, I mean, the obvious answer would be, you know, write a poem or whatever. But like, when when the doors open and you can go anywhere, you know, um, mm. it becomes that much difficult to make the decision that you think that you should be making or that you need to make, right? Mm. Um, so yeah, it's I definitely like had to lock it down and mm. show up to places like you know, even if it was like a coffee shop, you know, at That's at right. ten at ten a.m. You know, I just had to go there because otherwise, yeah, I think space becomes really important when you have not a nine to five job or mm-hmm. not like a a job wherein you see where the hours translate into money. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying, like. Being a freelancer in the city, it's it becomes your your hours become different measurements of money. Uh-huh. It's like at certain places I could come for two hours and leave with like a lot of money, right. and there's other places where I could go for two hours and have two pennies of money. Mm. You know, I'm just half like, a breedable. And and so you literally, <laughs> and you're like, what sense does this make? Like Absolutely. I remember calling my mom and being like. Ma, I don't understand. She's like, well, what don't you understand today? It's kind of a running thing. And I'm just like, I don't understand how I can go somewhere for a weekend and be able to pay my rent twice and how I could be at a job for a week and not pay for my Metro card. You know, just, I don't understand the the physics of money. You know what I'm saying? And she was just like, well, dude, this is like, you have to know your value. You have to know it for yourself. So that even if you, like, if you're going to do the job that's, you know, pays less, you have to know why you're there. Hmm. There has to be a reason you're there, you know? And if you're going to do the job that's the weekend for that amount of money, that's great, but why are you there too, you know? Mm -hmm. You have to know. And there was a while where I didn't know my value, the value of the work I was bringing. I was just hoping someone would give a number to it that I liked. I was like, please, you know, I'll be so good. I don't know what that means, but I'll be really good at mm-hmm. the thing, whatever. And but I, over time, like I've I've found just like, okay, I know what I can't, what I won't do, and there's no malice. I just know what I won't do, mm-hmm. and it's not even no cockiness. It's like I just won't do that thing right. that doesn't make sense for me. Just my baseline. Like- yeah. You know. But for a while, you could be floating around like, don't really know what that is. Just know that I'm really nice and like, don't take up too much space. Right. I'm small. <laughs> you know, I don't know. <laughs> Just. Uh, you, and then you end up getting like swallowed because you're running. And then people pay you small. Right. They yeah. pay you small and you basically diminish into nothing. It's those, wild. Those are hard conversations. Or I, I guess there's a lot of trial and error mm-hmm. in yeah. there. Because there are so many things that, you know, if I get reached out to, I'm like, all right, this is what it costs. But then there are also so many community-based things or a reading in the city yeah. where I don't even think to ask, honestly. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, a younger, more, like, I need to value myself, me would have said, okay, well, my, you know, rate for in-city readings mm-hmm. is $125. And mm-hmm. then whatever lit mag that you're, like, trying to be down with is like, all right, well, uh, go uh, fuck yourself. Right. <laughs> you know, like... We right. think about that because we reach out to people for first yeah. draft, you know, right. like we curate a youth open mic that, you know, right now is unpaid for many different reasons in terms of how hard it is to find nonprofit funding and kind of the yeah. grassroots nature of the program that we've had. And honestly, the folks who have reached back out and been like, okay, you know, but I have, I have to make $150 mm-hmm. it doesn't end up looking good on them, you know, mm-hmm. but you know, I've also been that, you know, like in, yeah. I remember yeah. reaching out to do, you know, like different features around the country or something in, in like 08 and someone might be like, all right, well we pay our feature 75 and I'd be like, well, I ask for 150 <laughs> and they're like, you know, sometimes they would say yes, because you're coming from a different place, but it was only through feeling it out that I was like, okay, mm. so there are things that I need to value mm-hmm. and there are communities I need to invest in and there are ways that I look when I do this and there are ways that I come off when I do that Mm -hmm. and all of it is just me trying to figure out what the worth is in general 
Totally. So it's yeah. just like they're hard balances to strike. But yeah. I think there's a way to do it, you know. I think, sure. and I think it goes back to something that you told me, right? Like when I was first, when I was first starting out, right? Like you, like you said to me, you were like one of the most important things is to show up and be kind, hmm. right, to everybody that you meet, right, every single person. Because you told, you were like, I'll never forget, we were a great dog, and you were like, um, you were like, show up and be kind to everybody you meet because you don't know, right? Yeah. Five years from now, like, look at all the people around us that are either here or not here or are new, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like, you don't know. Yeah. You don't know where they're going to be, and right? Also, at a base level, right. what just do you want to be leave fuck behind? And what <laughs> don't you want to leave? Like, how do you want to treat people? And yeah. how do you want to be treated? I mean, I only said that because when I went on my first tour in 07, Kristen O'Keefe afterwards sat me down and was like, you are going to be giving a reading for six people, which you're being paid $25 for. Mm-hmm. That has been very poorly promoted in the <laughs> middle of Des Moines, Iowa. And you need to be really fucking kind to that person because they wanted more people there too. Yeah. yeah. You know, like they're, they're working hard, they're setting it aside, and it doesn't mean that you're going to do it next year, but you need to be kind, appreciative, gracious. Mm-hmm. And if that's your baseline, good things are going to come and not just like good material things but a good wake will follow you Mm. you know you'll sit in a good spot and it'll develop your character in a way that's helpful totally i remember i did a reading with um divine fabrics Mm -hmm. it was me kamon mega and safia and we were at um Fort Hayes, Kansas. You know, at the College of <laughs> Fort Hayes. I didn't even know they had an in airport. The cafeteria. Fort Hayes. Yo, it was next to the cafeteria. You would walk down from the cafeteria into the stage. And it was, a, it was a very pretty stage, you know? And it was for the BSU. And we got there and we're like, what the fuck are we doing in Kansas? Like, mm-hmm. literally anti-Dorothy effect. What the fuck are we doing in Kansas, mm-hmm. you know? No but, Toto. <laughs> no Toto. Took me a second. You know, we lost. Uh, <laughs> but, like, what I loved was that we get there and, you know, eight people show up mm-hmm. to the thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, it didn't really matter for us. We were like, well, we're here, you know, we're going to put on the show that we crafted. And it wasn't a matter of, like we would be paid less. We would be fine in that way. But, you know, some people would see eight and be like, this is some bullshit. I'm going to just do my little two haikus, go home. You know, <laughs> they'd be mad. But we were like, all right, for these eight people, we have a wonderful thing to give you. And we ended up just like walking down from the stage and kicking with them afterward. And they were like, we're so happy you're here. There are no black people here. It's very hard. And, and that's the it feels really alienating. And it's just really lovely to have y'all. And like, we went out to Applebee's after. They were just geeked, you know? And it was kind of a wild thing because like, they just don't get to meet that many folks who do what we do, mm-hmm. you know? And. I don't know. Also, they tried to show us some buffalo. There's a lot of buffalo in Kansas. We I tried. See them. I didn't know that. Did you they see some buffalo? We didn't see. They failed to show us buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like whale watching? No, it, it was like we just didn't drive down the right road. Oh, right, right, right. I was oh. like, well, so they got lost on the way to buffalo. It was too dark to even see the buffalo at that point. So why would you go looking for buffalo in the dark? Okay. Have I'm you glad ever seen? Home. I'm buffalo? so glad you're home. I've now. never seen buffalo. No. We were all very excited mm. to see the buffalo. So would you? How did you start writing? I start writing. Um, LOL. Uh, well, you, you know what? I want to go before that. Tell us a little bit. Where Where did you grow up? <laughs> Tell Funny that you asked, Jose. Funny that you asked. I grew up in the Boogie Down Bronx. Woo-hoo. Shout out to Soundview. Shout out to Apple. Shout out to the Six Train. Shout out to everyone. But. All day. I'm throwing up X right Bronx. now. I wish you could see me. He is so, throwing up the X. Um, Verifying. Grew up in the Bronx. <laughs> sound view all day. Um, grew up in the Bronx. Um, went and basically have like lived here all my life. Right. Grew up in the Bronx. Uh, went to NYU with the lovely Aziza. Hey. Um, and then I um, yeah. So I you know I've just been here. Been out here. You know, 23 what? years. Wow. <laughs> so the real New Yorker. Been, uh, yeah. You got siblings? Uh, yeah. I'm the oldest of four. Indeed, wow. I know, I know. Yeah, so you know, they're 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 young and cute. So they're very cute. They are, very and they cute. all look like him. I know. It's very. What weird. are the ages? Um, the oldest is turning eight, I believe, this year. Oh, so very young. Eight or nine, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so like anywhere from like nine to the youngest turned three last November. Wow. Do you so. have the, you know, I know many people who are the oldest, and they feel like in their grown-up life, there's 
like a switch where they're like, okay, I've had to be responsible for so long because I was because of my like sibling order, and now oh. well, I, I need mean, to like do ecstasy. I mean, it was different for me because like I was an only child for a lot of it, so I could yeah. have done ecstasy. You know what I mean? <laughs> that, that, that was a possibility in my life. I think you were, you were for the sake that. of the podcast, we're not going to talk about whether I took that chance, right? But <laughs> oh, um, you, this you is a could. safe. I mean, oh, I mean, on the I internet, did. right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, a lot. But um, whatever you want the world to room. know, right? Yeah. Safe living room. Um, but yeah, no, I uh, I definitely had the opportunity to while out and like did so, um, you know, responsibly, whatever that means. I mean, you're here. I'm here, yeah. right? I made yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. You know, no, I'm also the oldest of four siblings. Are you really? Wow. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I have Four. three awesome. younger brothers. I didn't realize until today that me, you, and Sophia's birthdays are all eight days apart. Six, fourteenth, and then the twenty-second. That's wow. weird. We make connections on the gods. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The gods put people together. Yes. Nah, I mean. Yeah, I'm the oldest. Aziz and John, do y'all have siblings? I know John has siblings. I'm the youngest of four. All right. Clearly the youngest. Yes. (laughs) I did not have the ecstasy adulthood. (laughs) Oh my God, right. Yeah. I definitely. Well, I mean, I feel like when you're the youngest, you show up and a lot of regulations have been loosed. Mm. Yeah. You Mm. know, like you, it, it starts because you're five. And the whole family wants to watch the rated R movie. Right. <laughs> and that, you know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. they, they get tired of, you know, curating experiences around the least common denominator. So wow. they start saying, <laughs> they're like, fuck it, John. Hey, if there's the boobs movie. on the screen, we're going to cover your eyes. And that only lasts for a month. <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. Wow. Indeed. Oh. Z, do you have siblings? Yeah, I have. Well, okay, growing up, I was the oldest child, right? I have a younger oldest. sister. Um, but then in my early adulthood, I found out I had an older brother, which really hit hard. The first thought I had was, I'm a middle child, and I've been one my whole life. And you people didn't tell me this thing. I was, I was Jan. I thought I was Marsha growing up, thinking I'm Marsha. Make me feel I was so pissed. But he's great, and he lives in White Plains, and you know, hey, that's my place. Yeah, 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 and and so he's a Bronx kid. Hey. Um, so. There's the relationship. Jason Stone, the ex kid. again. <laughs> yeah, but I, I didn't oh, have so I much. Building. I know ex everything. Right. But I didn't have the the uh, ecstasy while out phase. I also didn't have the like you know watch what you want. Although my dad was very liberal in the in the movie choosings, Same. and my mom was cool about it except for I was watching. Um, Life of Brian with my dad, this Monty Python movie where they do like a spoof on Jesus Christ. My uh, mom was like, this is blasphemous. How oh. dare you? And, and I was just like, I know, it's funny. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's also you hilarious. Blasphemy is hilarious, mom. All these blasphemies are my most yeah. hilarious. I mean, it was most hilarious mad thing to funny, me. y'all. And she would just like stomp out the room like, I can't believe this shit. <laughs> Take this kids to church all the time. Yes. I love that she cursed on her way out. Like, I can't believe this shit. Yo, my mom's <laughs> growing up shit. would never curse. Like, growing up mm. would never curse. But now that we... We talk on the phone most days. And I remember the first time... Because I would curse. And she would just kind of be like, oh, okay. I mean, it was funny. She'd laugh. She'd be like, you're a child, whatever. Um, I just couldn't say goddamn. She'd be like, hey, hey, I have lines here. Mm. But I remember the first day we were on the phone and she said, like... And this motherfucker. And I was like, Marshall, mm-hmm. what the hell did they do? Like, it must have been bad for you to refer to this person as this motherfucker. And my mom got a reverend voice. Mm-hmm. So it sounded like she was cursing them to, like, like the, the genuine curse. root. Like, may, you know, fleas, you know, fall on your head. And <laughs> frogs Love come that. out your mattress. Um, that took a long time. I was it like, did. what are these fleas going to do? Right. I was like, may fleas fall out your head. Fall on your head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. On or out of. Out either of. Oh, way you said be, out of your head. I mean, I, now I've amended it. That's actually. I've amended yeah. it. That's Disgusting. a good image. Uh, right? Or, Just. Uh, yeah, yes. yo. Yeah. Oh, All right, yeah. so what, uh, do you feel like anything 
kind of growing up led you to writing or do you feel like it was because it was fun or anything growing up led me to writing um i read a ton as a kid i read a ton um i was uh i was the kid who like instead of like going to the park right or like you know for that i would like go to the bookstore like my my most favorite memory was like my dad taking me to like the barnes and noble and like co-op city you know and like you know he would <laughs> i was the you know have you ever seen, like, parents in line with their kids and they have, like, a stack of books and you're like, okay, you have to choose, right? Like, you have to choose three. Like, I was that kid and I'd be devastated that I couldn't get the fourth one, right? Wow. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I was always, like, I had always read books um, and, like, dance found me first. So, like, you know, I started doing that. Um, but, like, That's I... That's right, re- you're a dancer. I am, indeed. Um, Are you, you more know. trained as a dancer or a writer, would you say? Um, probably, I mean, I, I was dancing for longer, for way longer. Um, I, uh, I wrote, um, funny enough... When I was, like, 11, um, I, like, submitted a poem to this contest and, like, won. Um, so, like, it's in an anthology somewhere in my house. When you were 11? Um, yeah, yeah. Was it a contest for 11-year-olds or was Yeah, no, like... definitely a contest for 11-year-olds. Like, it was a contest for 5th graders. I, like, wrote a 9-11 poem. Like... Was it Ruth Lily Pratt? Oh, my God. I wish it was a fucking Ruth Lily. Are you kidding? Best American poetry uh, 2002. Stop. Ew. Oh, my God. Imagine. Oh, that'd be so lit. Um, <laughs> that would be however, dope. Right. They should include... A fucking section for under fifteen year olds. You know what I'm saying? In Best American, yeah. Or Ruth, Lily. there should be one Ruth Lily Prize recipient who's under, under ten. 18. Under ten. <laughs> this seven year old. I'm just gonna keep making it younger. <laughs> this seven year old wrote the best mom bars. Yes. <laughs> that's the that's the criteria. Yeah. Uh, All right, so at eleven, you got published in Best American Poetry. Shut Did the you fuck know up. right then? <laughs> That you wanted to be a poet, and we were like, you know what? I have so many talents. I'm a really talented 11 year old. I have many options in the world. Let me try this dancing thing. You know what I mean? Did you also perform in like some special ballet at 11 years old? No, no, I did not do any Nutcrackers at 11. You were definitely so Jason definitely in Alvin Ailey at 11 years old. Oh my god! Oh my god! But do you not to tangent at all? But totally to tangent. The first time me and Jason were kicking it, the First, like, by ourselves kicking it First in my night. dorm. I knew this nigga was my nigga, like, my friend. <laughs> With the A-H at the end. Um, <laughs> when we sat and watched Alvin Ailey's Revelations yep. on my laptop sure on did. YouTube, the mm-hmm. most beautiful dance, and cried. Yep. That's how I knew Together. this was my friend. Yes, yes indeed. It was a good Lord. time. It's a good time. Um, So, yeah, that happened. Um, And then I wasn't writing for a long time. Um, I was, like, writing in, like, journals and, like, you know, just kind of, like, own personal journals, right? Not poems. Not published in journals. No, no, it wasn't being published in journals. journals. No, 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 no. (laughs) mean, spiral notebooks. Spiral notebooks. Maybe even compositions sometimes. Like, you know, taking it back. Um, So, yeah, I didn't write for a little while. uh, And then my junior, the end of my junior year at NYU, um, I met Safia. Um, we had a class. Yo, uh, shout, out, Safia, shout out to Safia. Hello. 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 Yeah. Um, My brother. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. The, the good homie. The goodest the of homies. Good homie. um, I met Safia and not long after that I met Aziza and the rest was kind of history. I kind of just like dove back into it again like full force. Um, and yeah, that was about what, like three years ago? Dang. Three years ago? Only sure three? Was. Yeah, just no. Like, oh my three. God. It I'll... seriously feels like seven years ago. 2013. I, I met yeah. you because you were just coming in to I knew you for probably six months as the dude who was very quiet sitting next to Aziza. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Except, me. honestly, anytime someone is quiet three straight meetings, you know. I'm like, damn, they're probably brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I seriously, like, every oh, time yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. you yeah. want to communicate yeah. your brilliance, it goes back to Aziza's dating advice. Yeah. Shut, Wait, the shut, recap, <laughs> shut the fuck up. recap, Shut the fuck up. I remember the first three times. I mean, you were very kind. You know, you were, hey, what's going on? Nice to meet you. But then you wouldn't say anything. And I was like, damn, what the hell is this dude you thinking? Like, Jason he's, just got he's on some next shit. He got bars. I mean, true things, though. True <laughs> things. Yes. my baby bars. Oh. Don't call them baby bars. Well, I mean, not anymore. Oh, right. Right, but like, you know, For when I was like an actual baby, you know. Still. I mean, we were all youth. Yeah, you know, we all had youth bars at one point. <laughs> youth bars. Oh, yeah. Actual <laughs> baby. <laughs> when next I was baby a... I hear cry, I'm going to be like, bars. <laughs> bars. <laughs> bars. <laughs> bars. <laughs> bars. <laughs> Which reminds me, 
John has to do his baby stand-up routine yes. at some point. Not today, but Not today. podcast remind us. Yeah. Please make us make John do his baby stand-up routine. This shit yeah. is hilarious. <laughs> I can call in next podcast and please, be like, please. hey John, please do. We'll make it. Any other guests we have will just be like, okay, this is the 20-minute segment where we interview Jason again. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you wait patiently here. Uh, Stephen Dobbins. Oh my God. <laughs> Who's dope? Don't make Stephen Dobbins wait. No, Stephen Dobbins is dope. Yeah. Stephen Dobbins, Stephen if you're Dobbins. listening. You're you know, dope. take compliment from Also, that. like, thank you for yeah, listening. <laughs> yeah. More importantly. All right, so Jason, so you're you're the quiet dude sitting next to Aziza. What happens next? Um, what happens? I uh, am the quiet dude at Ladder Arts. Um, so I go and, like, spit poems at the open mic. And eventually... How um, many times do you go before you spit a poem? Ah. Uh, it a did, Yeah. Yeah, we went we went a few times. Yeah. Because, um, I, I mean, Aziza was my road dog. You right. know, so we would go every time. Um, and yeah, we went a few times before I like felt brave enough to spit a poem. Um, but yeah, then when I did, I just kind of like kept doing it. And like we would just like, you know, make bets to each other and be like, all right, are we spitting poems tonight? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that would be the way that like I practiced, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and it was very much community-based. Like I didn't like jump into like workshops immediately, you know? Um, you know, um... So yeah, it was it was really community based. Also, like shout out to Kabe Kanem, which like changed my whole world. Oh, dude! Um, shout out to Kabe Kanem. Shout out to Cornelius E. Um, and yeah, I think like I um, yeah, it was just like a lot of practicing with the homies. You know, I got um, I think that that was like my best decision. You know, yeah. um, as far as like approaching this work was to like do it from a space where like I was around people that I enjoyed all the time. It was mm. fun. Yeah, it was fun. When did you start teaching the workshops at Louder? Um, I want to say like about I want to say like about a year in, or maybe like a little less than a year in. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Karina was stepping down um, for a few for a few different reasons and um, approached me about uh, taking taking the spot at the workshop. Um, and I freaked out about it for a second. Uh, I remember. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, also, Aziz is usually present for most of my freak out, so, hey. you know. <laughs> you know. Um, so I was freaking out about it for a second, um, but then kind of, you know, uh, just decided to do it after talking to a few people about it. Um, because maybe I just didn't know if I was ready, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and I guess you never know if you're ready. Um, so I just kind of had to do it. And, you know, it worked out really well. I had really good support. Um, Brenda Wolf, Thomas Fukulora, like, you know, were super helpful. Um, and, yeah, you know, it went, it, went, it went for a while. So that was good. It's also not really a ready. You know, like, there's, there's never that, do I ready. want to or do I not? And yeah. if I'm right. wholly unprepared for it, then how do I get, at least be able to appear prepared mm-hmm. while I get prepared? Absolutely. I remember my first workshop engagement was... Because some dude that I was playing Ultimate Frisbee with... Ultimate fucking Frisbee. I mean, you know, people were waking up at 7 in the morning to play Ultimate Frisbee in Prospect Park. That Uh, does sound beautiful. It was... I mean, if you're there, it's incredible, right? The hour that precedes you arriving is awful. Yes. Right. But to be there, you feel like you're getting away with something or Mm. like it's a secret. Mm. So, of course, it's a bonding moment. But he was a program director or coordinator of some kind at a syringe exchange on uh, 37th Street, which I think you came I to, did. right? Yeah, you came really to visit. I'm talking to Aziza. Yeah. When I said, Jason, did you? I, 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 I don't think I came to I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, but they had gotten an arts grant, and there were... Bless, bless you. Bless you. There were so many people strong. more qualified, mm-hmm. you know? like, But he didn't know any of them. Because he plays frisbee with me. You know? And in that moment, you have the ability to say no, because you in your head go through the whole list of people who are more qualified than you. Yep. But then you ask yourself, you say, okay, they asked me. It's not an accident that I'm being asked. Mm-hmm. Would I like to be able to do it? And of course, I was wholly unqualified. I'd never taught. So I remember reaching out to Rachel McKibbins at the time, who was my mm. slam coach mm. at that time. And I was like, well, can we split it? You know, can we split the money and you'll teach two and then I'll teach two? And, you know, I get to at least see you do a little bit of like a crash course mentorship. Nice. And, you know, she agreed, which was really helpful. But then, uh, 
you know, it went. It went for seven years after that. Yeah. And it yeah. could not have if I had been like, I know, but, you know, like, Patrick wow. Rosal should be doing that. Because, of course, he should, you know? Yeah. He's better. He, at that time, or maybe any time, you could always make the case that Patrick <laughs> Rosal is better than me at almost everything, right? <laughs> but at that time, they weren't asking, Pat, Pat, if you're listening, you know. <laughs> and to be honest, Pat was probably doing it somewhere else. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt, right? You know? It's like, you also, have to say, no, this is my journey. This is what mm-hmm. someone is offering me, and I'm gonna, you know, Step not lust that. for things mm. that people aren't offering me. But if I get offered something, then I have to accept that I'm being offered it. Mm. Absolutely. That's uh, it. Jose, did you want to say? Yeah, yeah. I mean, my first workshop experience teaching it, I was 19 years old, mm. uh, Baby and it was Jose. me. It was me and my homeboy Emiliano. Shout out to Emiliano. Um, and we were teaching at the Community Charter School of Cambridge, hmm. which for some reason decided that they should have an elective taught by Harvard students. And so we were like, yo, we're Harvard students. <laughs> we could do an elective in spoken word. We call that we call that we call that class word of mouth. Nice. <laughs> Hello, you Al. thought you were so cute. Oh, oh, we were, we were, like after the Luda album? After just, the Luda album. Hey, yeah. My man. <laughs> Yo, yes. Yes. After the Luda album, we were like, "Yo, of course, the spoken word class gotta be called word of mouth." My love for you just jumped twenty percent. So now it's at one hundred and twenty. And the first class, so this is a whole semester, and they're counting on us to give these kids grades. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking at these kids, and I'm like, "Damn, y'all are like." The same age as me. Yeah. I'm 19 years old. I could still be in high school, damn dear. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, it was a very bad idea, but whatever. <laughs> you got through it. They put us in charge. First class, I'll never forget this. Uh, we stay up to like five in the morning earlier that week putting together our lesson plan. We're like, well, it can't be a first class if we don't do Juicy Bot Biggie. We gotta introduce the kids wow. to the classic. How else will they know that we're serious? No, God. Right? And then we're like, but in addition to that, we gotta do most deaf's verse on respiration. And then we gotta throw in this poem about home. Yo, we planned like six hours worth of lessons <laughs> that first class. The class came, we got through like a quarter of our lesson yeah. plan. We met with our like teaching mentor afterwards. He was like, Yeah, well, when you know, when you submitted your lesson plans, I knew it was way too much, but I was like, Hey, they'll figure it out. Aww, <laughs> that's a good mentor. Though. And you do. And we did. And he's that teaching mentor is now the principal of that school. So there it is. Cool. uh Things worked out all right for everybody involved, I'd say. Nice, yo. And we did play Juicy by Biggie, and the kids were like, yo, not nearly as excited as we were. (laughs) (laughs) That's the joy, yo. They never are. To tell the truth. They never are. They never are. But but then you become endearing, and that's, I think, the joy of that, is that, like... I am so thoroughly invested, whether you are or not. Like, That's I hope right. that you will be, <laughs> but I'm so heart-filled with this. Like, I I don't know, anytime so I teach earnest. almost anything, even if it's some shit that, like, I don't know. Because right now I TA, right, like, in my MFA program in Mississippi. And so I'm teaching these kids, like, literature, you know, curriculum I didn't invent. Mm. Books I maybe would never have picked up, but you gotta go in there like it's juicy. You gotta go in there like shit, yeah. this is some notorious shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and if you do, then the worst that can happen is that the kids leave and they're like, that is a little bit exuberant. Like you're, you're doing a lot here. But I go in and I talk about Augustine like, yo, this is my man's. Like this is the best thing that ever happened. Augustine's confessions. Like this shit is lit. You know. No my heart that I never would have lifted that book off the shelf if you gave me the option. Mm -hmm. It would have taken some time for me to think that that was even important. Um, Mm -hmm. But you read it and you're like, I could find something beautiful about this. Maybe. You know, and and I love it because any any people I teach are more or less my age. Mm. You have to kind of that negotiation is interesting. Like I'm 23 and you're not the year apart from me. Psych. You know, you're just that's not what's important here. Mm. Um, How do you feel when you're putting together lesson plans? Like anxious as fuck. mm. Um, I am always waiting for the other shoe to drop with my lesson plans. It it never happens, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But I think that it... 
I think for me, I'm starting to realize that, that, that it's an important part of the process for me because I think that that's the thing that allows me to like hone in and like really take it seriously. You know mm. what I mean? Um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's always a nerve wracking process just because like I love poems so much, right? And I love mm. this work so much, and like I just never want to walk into a space and I just always want that to be clear, right? Mm. I always want that to be like you know the thing about me when I walk into the room, like we were talking about introductions earlier, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I want that to be my priority, right? I want people to know that that's my priority when I walk into the room, right? Mm-hmm. Like the poems and that, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so I think that uh, it's always nerve-wracking for me because I'm always, with every new lesson, right? I'm always nervous about that clarity, mm-hmm. right? Um, and and with every, like, new framework or with every, with every new class that I walk into, you know, I'm always, like, nervous about that clarity. So, like, yeah, I don't know. I think... Yeah, I just, I spend a lot of time on them. Um, yeah. I spend a lot of time, sometimes more than I need to, but like, you know. How much time do you need? Um, I would probably say like, anywhere from like, two to like, three hours, sure. just about. Like, just like reading through things and just kind of like finding maps and like, you know, um, sometimes I do like weird diagram things, but <laughs> you know, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, there are a lot of ways that I, that I forget, but. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I am. Feel it. Yeah, man. I have a. I I have to ask you this. Yes, talk to me. Um, top ten poets right now oh, that are shit. feeding you. Wow. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. <sighs> Actually, I'm gonna make this so harder. Top hard. five poets yeah. right now oh, that are this feeding is so you. So hard. I mean, you know, you know, get to say Jose necessarily <laughs> or Aziza. You can say me. Are you <laughs> I had to answer this question Dang. like two days ago and I was like Aziza Barnes, Aziza Barnes, right. Aziza Barnes. Right. <laughs> Never mind that I was right. Right. Next How did it feel to be dialogue? This was it was absurd. Ooh. I was like, Jose, you cannot say that. And I was like, yes I can. You know yeah. what I mean? Yes, this I can. was the yes, almost verbatim conversation. Yeah. Me. No, him. Yes. Right. All right. Top five poets that are feeding you. That are you know what I'm saying? Like you it's stay a given. Eaten yeah, you know it's a given. Jose's on that list. You sure. know what I'm saying? <laughs> given. Poppy two times. Okay. Poppy so two much. times is on that list. Poppy two times. Poppy two times are the O, yo. To his two children. <laughs> oh my god. Hey, yo. Hey, I'm kidding. Keep that on the podcast. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Top Damn. five. Just poems. for laughs, man. Uh, Khadija Queen. Word. Yes. Shout out um, Khadija Queen. Shout out to Khadija Queen. Just picked up Fearful Beloved. Mm. I just finished it today. No. And wow. I, you know, I'm one of those people that like makes faces when I read yes. everywhere. You can't fix your face I for nothing. I can't fix my face for nothing. Some people looked at me I like I was that. crazy on the A train today. <laughs> I would just screw my face up every other page. For real. Like, I almost always, after a good poem on the train, look up at the person next to me like we both just read it. <laughs> Almost always, I forget it. I'm, you know, I think it's yeah. from coming up through performance worlds where mm-hmm. I'm like, "Can you believe it?" Yeah. And they're like, "No." Right. That that makes straight me, down at their lap. That makes me want to ride the train with John. You know what oh, I mean? That's a wonderful experience. Just to witness that shit. Like John reads a poem and he looks up, he looks at his right, <laughs> he looks at his left. I like take like, a deep breath in, make like, eye contact, and they look <laughs> down. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, Chad so. like very badly wants to speak about the poem. Like, Can you believe it? Just read it. Just read it. Just read it. You need to read this right now. Yo, I'm, oh, oh. I'm the person that's like, I gotta throw this across the room. So oh, yeah, reading on not. the train is not a good experience with me. That's <laughs> <laughs> the urge to just chuck it. Right. Or it's like so my, one of one of my signature moves is like the jump back. Like you I'll, do hit the jump. Yeah, back. Yeah, jump back with the hand. With the pearl clutch. Yeah. Jason's voice get far away that's because the jump bag is very real yeah, yeah it, it happens, happens. it happens <laughs> yeah it, it right, happen. so you got Khadija Queen who else is on that Queen. list um, young Khadija Queen got uh, four more oof oh jeez um, who stays feeding me okay Don Lundy Martin word um, shouts to Don Lundy Don Martin Don Lundy Martin um, have to talk about the woman tattooed on my arm Claudia Rankin word um, what's the tattoo Oh, oh! It is one of the final pages of "Don't Let Me Be Lonely." Um, it it's is here. Book. I am here. Beautiful. Um, I am here. 
Yes, uh, which is a reference to um, the poem, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and why we make poems, right? As mm. evidence of our existence. Mm. Um, so uh, it's an offering. Uh, so here mm. I am here, right? Um, so yeah, uh, so who did I say? Khadija, Don, Claudia. Yeah. Um, I just finished rereading Autobiography of Red, so I'm going to say Ann Carson. Get it, Annie. Nice. Um, and then, oh my gosh, I only have one left. Yeah. Ah, um, um, um. Uh, okay. Uh, who else have I been reading that's been defeating me? Um, oh, Harmony Holiday. Right. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Harmony Holiday. I was with you, I think, when I saw her set at Poets House. No, but you did see me right after. Ooh. And we read Go, we read Go Find Your Father's Day. My man. She mm-hmm. was one of the first poets I'd seen with, um, uh, she had a, a loop, a loop machine. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, like, made all these different tracks. Wow. It's fucking genius. Yeah. What I noticed about your list is that it's four out of five um, women of color. Word. You know, and all women. All women. Word. Yeah. That well, is... Why do you think that is? Um, you know, I have a few theories. Um, but I think the one that's, that's pressing most on me right now is I think that I write a lot about desire, hmm. right? Um, whether that is of a person or of a thing or of... Of, of a voice or of agency or of power or of whatever, right? Um, and I think that women poets have taught me the most when it comes to writing about how how to want to think, right? Or mm. how or how a thing gets to be wanted, you know? Um, so especially in, in reading Autobiography Read Again and like Khadija's new book and just um, just how the gaze functions, right? Um, I think I've learned the most um, women poets in that way I think mm. you know um, yeah. if that makes sense um, definitely y'all so why don't you do a poem for us oh uh, yeah and then we'll close this yeah let's do it this little yeah. dinner party let's out let's do it thank you guys <laughs> for having me bars Jason Eat. Smith Yo, <laughs> you know what I'm saying thank you Jason Smith for yeah for real thank you for yeah, thank y'all for having me this is guest. the first interview that Yo, we've done for the podcast yeah. it all. thank you for having me thank you John really for living excited. so close hey, you know all of those my things pleasure. thank Word. you for the tacos Word. there were tacos Yo, there were tacos there were tacos indeed I can vouch for them they were delicious and also John really put his foot in this hummus that he Yo. made for us. Which also, doesn't sound good. You know what's funny? <laughs> I love that earlier, expression, though. I do, too. Like, the earlier expressions, you're talking about your neck, right. put your foot in not, it. Not, not a pleasant thing. You don't even know if it's good or bad. Yeah. Right. This is good. John did not actually put his foot <laughs> in, in, the hummus, in the hummus, to be clear. To be clear. It just meant the hummus was very good. The hummus was very delicious. It was very lit, it was. as people say. Just like the color of John's walls, low-key. Oh, hey, we're, we're, we're recording live from Studio John's apartment mm-hmm. <laughs> in indeed. Crown Heights, Brooklyn. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes, yes. And it is indeed a very lit... It feels very homely, if I might say. It feels good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I didn't know where you were going to go. I knew it was a good I place. I did not know either. But I thought it was like, I'm going to set up the cliff. Right. And I'm a junk. Like I'm just like, what? That's my favorite move yeah. in speech. You're, I love watching you read for that reason because mm-hmm. you're very deliberate. The pause. The pause. You ever seen Gina and Relief pause? Yep. At the end yep. of a. Yep. yep. I know nobody exactly and any performance like workshop that gets given in terms of people performing and mm-hmm. then wanting feedback. Always ends with a reference to G Man. Yeah. I'm always like that. You gotta let that last line breathe right you now. She's gotta let it hang. Mm. You know, she'll mm. look up and be like, "My body is a prayer." Mm-hmm. And you're just, or my, <laughs> my personal favorite. Yeah. My personal favorite. I don't. That's it. Or That's my, it. my Bye, personal y'all. favorite. He is. Yes. Done. Yes. Shout out to Gina Ann. Shout out to Gina Ann Verley, another person we got to get on the podcast. Oh, no question. And right now, we're about to kick it off. Very first performance by our very first guest poet. Please, y'all, make a lot of noise for Jason Smith. (laughs) Um, This poem is untitled, and it's Um, new-ish. LOL. The rules are the rules. Something is alive, then ruined in the process of hands. Hmm. That's my logic. Come on. It may not be sound, but it's a logic. Hmm. 
I spend my time between sleep and a common crisis of longing. Mm. My own nature a spectacle. Indecisive only in where to map a trauma. Generational, general angst, gentrified buildings. Mm. The quick glamour is bound to fall apart. The how is difficult when a thing turns on itself. A lack of translation for far-off terrors means a stranger is a stranger. A stranger is beautiful until he is not. (laughs) What is always known about control? (laughs) A white hand. A pressure and my neck in the same sentence. How I say it worked in my favor and keep grinding my teeth. Come Damn. on. Come on. All right. You should check out Jason Smith online. You should look him up. JasonPSmith.com. JasonPSmith.com. Where can people find you elsewhere? What's your Twitter? Um, Twitter is, so Jay was like, Instagram is Jason P. Smith. And uh, yeah, I'm on Facebook too with yeah. my real name. <laughs> and so Jason Jay was like, it's so J A Y. Right. Like, so Jay was like, that's yes, right, that's indeed. Right. Spell out the J. Word, word, word. Right. As always, you can check me out at J O S E. That's J A Y O H. You gotta change that. E S S E E. And we got a we got a Twitter. Now. Yo, the hey. Poetry Gods have a Twitter. It's yeah. at the Poetry Gods. Word, yeah, God's you'll spell. be able to find us there. All of our Twitter that we're following four people. Uh, the three of us and Drake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Please keep Yo, it yes. When Don't I did that, I was else. like, we this can. is... Also, just so people know, there is a Drake quotes bot that follows the poetry gods. No way! <laughs> oh, yeah. We oh, already yeah. stepped up. Already. We made that today. Already. Made we made wow. that today. We launched the Twitter today. Uh, we wow. launched the SoundCloud today. You're going to be able to find this on the SoundCloud very shortly. We're going to be on iTunes very shortly. Although so by the time subscribe. you're listening, you'll be able to find us there. We're, we're here. No we're question. Here. We're, yeah. there. we're right. there right now. And Bye. if you're already listening, you're already too late. As my Drake. <laughs> Shout out to Drake. Yeah. Hey, yo, Drake, you need to get on the podcast. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Dude. We would love to talk to you. I'll I know come you're not a poet. Or you are the sixth god. But you are the sixth god. And also, you know what I mean? I bet you got stories for days. We'd love to talk to you. <laughs> and uh, also, you're welcome to sponsor us. You know what I mean? We're always looking. Hey, Pretty soon we're going to be sponsored by Squarespace. I can feel it in my bones. Yeah. You know what I'm Nature saying? Nature Box and Drake. Nature Box and Drake. Those are the Why three are those sponsors. Who else do we need? You need Redshirt as a sponsor. Gotta right. have Squarespace. Squarespace, Nature Box. MailChimp. MailChimp. <laughs> we gotta Mailchimp. get MailChimp. <laughs> yeah. Words. So and that's where you can find me. That's where you can find the podcast. John Sands, where you at? Uh, I'm on the internet. Wow. You can find me there. Yeah, same. Big place. Got a prime spot of real estate on the internet. Word. Word. You got a a nice little corner. Yeah, yo. I I colonized the corner of the internet. Mm -hmm. It's wild. Beautiful, beautiful. from my ancestors. And uh, that's it, y'all. Peace. We'll catch you next time on the poetry. Playing the song. God's playing the song. Playing the song. Playing the song song. right now. The song is on. The song is being played. Hey. Hey. Oh. Here we go, y'all. Here's the song. People see me, but they just don't know. What I told you, cut People see me, but they just don't know. People see me, but they just don't know. That's it, that's it, we're done.